Reform in the armed forces is a very slow process because by definition, one, armed forces are large. They are large. Also, they follow many, many conventions. They, they also tend to be territorial as you would expect. So, when things are set, structures are set, it's difficult. There is resistance to change, but that is the least of the problems. The biggest problem with reform with Indian armed forces is that any reform in Indian armed forces has to be carried out in a situation where the armed forces are in a 24 by 7 by 365 into 5 years, if you take the term of a government, the entire period in an operational role, operational mindset. So at any point of time, it's not as if somebody can tell India, all right, India, you have 10 years to plan and reform your armed forces. All reform has to go on in real time. So reform and operational changes go on together. Evidence of that has come now as one of the area headquarters of the Indian Army. Now, in area headquarters, we need to understand what's an area headquarters. Sometimes when you drive around, you say headquarters, sub-area this, headquarter area this. An area headquarters usually is an administrative base, an administrative headquarters where the commander, the, the office there, the officers there, they perform primarily an administrative role of supporting the establishments in those areas, also ensuring the movement of armed forces, equipment when operationally required from those areas. These are not combat combat headquarters. These are not units where which have which have armed forces elements under them which are involved or which might be involved in direct combat under their command. One such area, one such, such area headquarter was called area headquarter Uttar Bharat and that was that was in Bareilly, not far from Delhi, just about six hours of driving time from Delhi on a good day with highways now, even less. That's an old cantonment. So this Uttar Bharat area has been located there. This Uttar Bharat area has now been made an operational command, an operational headquarters or in the foggy terms, it's been combatized. Combatized means one, it has fighting units under it. Earlier to begin with, it had only one brigade under it, then a second brigade, then a third brigade. In fact, the third brigade also comes in as part of this change. Now with that, this area, where are these brigades located? One is located in Himachal Pradesh. That's been there for quite some time. That is that is Brigade 136 at a place called Poo in, 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 in the Spiti in the distant Spiti area of Himachal Pradesh, so at Poo, Brigade 136. Then there is Brigade 9 at Joshimat. Brigade 9 at Joshimat generally has been in this area, but these are all independent brigades. So independent brigades don't necessarily report to the headquarters next to them. They are usually, the idea of independent brigades is that someone higher up, someplace has control over them. So there is flexibility. And this happens particularly in sensitive areas. So 9th Independent Mountain Brigade, which is the oldest mount independent brigade in Indian Army, independent mountain brigade in Indian Army, founded in 1905, 1905 when the British were carrying out their own military reforms. So it's, so it's the oldest independent infantry brigade that's been based in Joshimut forever. And so far, that was looking at most of this 
central sector, what is called as the central sector in the India-China border area, the India-China line of actual control area. Although usually for central sector, we prefer to use border because there isn't that, that much dispute in the central sector. There is one area of dispute that we'll talk about. Also, the Chinese keep discovering new areas of dispute. So you, so you can't put it past them. So central sector also needs to be protected now. In fact, this military change also gives us an opportunity to now look at the central sector, which is otherwise ignored in all our discussions. That said, let's come back to what is happening. So headquarter, area headquarter, Uttar Bharat at Bareilly is now becoming a new core in the Indian Army. This will become the 18th core, core number 18 in Indian Army. What will it have under it? It will now have three brigades. I told you 136 in Himachal, 9 at Joshimat, and 136 at Pithoragarh. So this is what is the central sector of India-China border or India-Tibet border, if you prefer to put it that way. That's about 545 kilometers, of which about 240 kilometers fall in Himachal Pradesh and about 300 odd falls in Uttarakhand. So look at the map of India and look at your border with China, border that India has with China again or with Tibet. The total length of this border is 3,488 kilometers, of which we are always focused on Ladakh. Ladakh is the most active area right now and on Arunachal Pradesh and Sikkim as well because that's where Doklam is and that's where Tamasha keeps happening every now and then. The central sector remains mostly quiet. That's about 545, 560 kilometers depending on how you are measuring it. It is the high Himalayas of which about 240 lies in Himachal Pradesh and the rest about 300 in Uttarakhand. Again, you can divide this into three subsectors notionally. One is the Himachal sector, let's call it the Satluj sector for convenience. One is the Himachal sector or Satluj sector. Next is the Garhwal sector or the sector along the Garhwal Himalayas in Uttarakhand. And third, let's call it the Kumau sector. So each sector now has a brigade. All of these three brigades, these are independent brigades. All of this will now come, un come under this newly formed core, which is the 18th core. Now, once again, these are all brigades arrayed in a defensive posture. In old times, in the armed forces parlance, these were these were called these were called holding units, right? So now we've all modernized our thinking also, and with that we must modernize our jargon also. Now these are now this is called border management posture. So earlier these were all border management posture form, formations, and they continue to be like that because there isn't that much action in the area. But you know what? you need some punch also because that punch has to be the deterrent because if somebody wants to create trouble in the area and you are there in a defensive posture, then the risks for the other guy are much less. What has been done in this case is you have to also increase the likely costs of a misadventure by an adversary. That's why 14 division, 14 infantry divisions, 14 is the number, 14th infantry division based in Dehradun, which had so far been allocated as a reserve, as a reserve for the Western Command. Western Command is mostly oriented towards Pakistan. So this was so far earmarked as a reserve for the Western sector or Western Command. That has now been reallocated from Western Command to the Central Command, 
based in Lucknow and under central command, this will come under the command of the new core which is now coming up, has come up at Bareilly 18th core. So 18th core now, this new core now has three active brigades, three independent brigades and one full-fledged infantry division. All of these now are deployed or earmarked. 14th division is not deployed there but it's available because this will provide the punch to 18 core. That is in case a counter-attack is required, in case you have to threaten the Chinese because the area on the other side, on the Chinese side is quite flat, it's plateau. Also, it's not an area where Chinese usually have a lot of military presence. So, to create a deterrent, this punch has been provided to the core by way of a reserve, reserve division based in Dehradun, which is sort of equidistant from Garbal Himalayas and Kumau Himalayas. That is the big change that's taken place. Now, why is it important? Again, look at the map of India. If you see Ladakh, all the areas you know, all of, all of these keep featuring in our headlines, starting from Dolat Bay Goldi and Karakoram up north to, to the south of Ladakh. When you come to the south of Ladakh, Shomar and those areas, those are also disputed by the Chinese and some and some Khatrapatra goes on there as well. After that, after that, the border, borders of the state change. And this is something that we are not very conscious of. I know that we know the map of our country, but we don't remain conscious of the fact that right next to that is Himachal Pradesh. So what happens? There is a pass right there in Himachal Pradesh called Shipkela. So the commander, commander in Ladakh is always worrying. The commander, com commander in Ladakh is worrying. Commander in Ladakh says that, look, I'm the northern command. This is with some other command, right? So I don't know because if this is with Western command, which has been the case so far, then the Western command, its headquarters, its chief, its senior people, its planners, its staff, all of them are oriented towards Pakistan. They are not oriented towards China. So I don't want a situation where I am fighting the Chinese, I am keeping them at bay, say in Chumar, in the southeastern Ladakh, Whereas the Chinese can come in through this area into my rear. So I want this also to be either under my charge. It's a valid demand. I believe General Huda, Lieutenant General Huda, when he was North, Northern Army commander, he used to raise this point quite forcefully. So, so it should be either in my command or it should be under the command of somebody who's oriented towards China. So what has now happened is with this change, these units also, this area also, I told you 136 Brigade, which watches the Himachal Pradesh to 40 kilometer Himachal Pradesh border with, with China slash Tibet. That has also been put under the command of this core in Bareilly, whose sole job is to look at the central sector, the border in the central sec sector with Tibet slash China. Now, this is a very sensitive area. There are not many disputes in this area, but as I said to you earlier, Chinese can always conjure up a dispute. And if they conjure up a dispute, are you then going to start collecting your forces, doing your bandobas, doing your preparations or your rear stocking in case push comes to the shove? The Chinese have now made it very difficult for India, in fact, made it impossible for India to remain complacent. In fact, it will be very unwise to remain complacent. Now with this new core coming up, in fact, Indian Army has seven cores directed at China, seven of its cores. So which are, which are these cores? So first of all, 14th Corps at Ladakh, all of us know about, it's the commander of the 14th Corps. 
who keeps having talks with his Chinese counterpart, PLA counterpart on the other side because that's the active area. Then, then you see, if you see the map of India, so 14 core looks at Ladakh. That is the India-China frontier in Ladakh. After that, the big core headquarters looking at India-China frontier is more than a thousand kilometers away. That's in Siliguri and that is the 33 core at Sukhna. What happens in between? In between, you have the central sector, which is about 540-550 kilometers of the border that we share with China, that, that Uttarakhand and Himachal share with China. That's just been looked after by a couple of independent brigades so far. No core, no core watching it there. Then you have all of Nepalese territory because you will ask me where did the remaining kilometers came from because I said it's more than a thousand kilometers. In fact, it's a lot more than a thousand kilometers. Then you have 33 core. So you go from the western sector, northwestern sector from Ladakh, all the way across the breadth of India or the, all the way across the shoulders of India to the other side and that's when comes another core. Now in between a new core headquarters has been created. So that will be another Lieutenant General. In fact, Bareilly area is already commanded by a Lieutenant General. This, this will be a core commander, Lieutenant General, who will now be watching this territory. That is the big change. So first of all, 14 core in Ladakh. I told you then you go 33 core in Siliguri. See on the map how far these are. In the middle now, there will be the 18th, so that is three cores. Then there is the fourth core at Tezpur. Tezpur watches the more familiar places, Bomdila, Sela, Tawang, and a lot of the Arunachal, Tibet border. And then the more eastern areas in Arunachal Pradesh, those are watched by third core, which is based in Dimapur. Third core was set up primarily or initially as a counter-insurgency core, but it has forces in its command, it has potent units and that core also because insurgencies are not active, at least the army is not involved in any counter insurgency at this point, that core looks at part of Arunachal Pradesh. In the middle of this, two strike cores have come up, which is also a new thing. So one strike core had started coming up earlier from the UPA era, that is the strike core at Panagad in West Bengal. 17th core, which is the strike core at Panagad in West Bengal, that will then be used in a place of choosing by the Eastern Command along the entire Eastern frontier with China. So there is a strike core there, 17 core, that's been forming up. And a well-established strike core, the first core, a very potent strike core based at Mathura has now been reoriented towards China those are the tanks and armored personnel carriers or maybe to put it more accurately and infantry fighting vehicles that you've seen in Chushul and the Kailash range and those areas standing eyeball to eyeball with the Chinese. So now two strike cores, 17 and first arrayed against the Chinese and five other cores of which one is new. That is the 18th core. Now what is it that this 18th core is trying to watch and why is it so important? And why what we had so far, which was to begin with in all of the Uttarakhand area, there was one brigade. That was the 9th brigade, the old brigade that I told you about. 9th brigade and a couple of scouts battalions. What do scouts battalions do? Scout battalions are lightly armed. They are not the ones to stand on the frontier and go to the other side or also block big, big invasions. They are supposed to 
slow down the enemy they are supposed to divide themselves up in smaller units carry out reconnaissance slow down the enemy at various places they are not heavily armed so their job is to delay the movement of the enemy or delay the movement of the invading force india's main defenses the most important defenses were earlier in depth now as i talk to people in the armed forces including people who've commanded this area they tell me that earlier this is all we could do and probably this is all that was necessary because we did not, did not have roads going up to the border or border area so even for the enemy to come in was much tougher because they will first build roads and then come in but the fact is that now we are being very proactive with our defense so we are building roads right up to the border see the lipu lake highway that's been built that was one of the routes to mansarovar similarly not just pithoragarh district uh, the kumaon area but garhwal area himachal area every everywhere the access road building to border areas is going on on a feverish pitch when that happens two things follow one you now have the ability to go ahead and put your heavy well equipped forces in front to deter the enemy from even making small ingresses and second once you put all your assets there and you created the access you no longer you no longer have the luxury to say that look let the enemy come in i will slow him down i will inflict some attrition on him by the time he gets to my heavy heavily defended rear areas by that time he would have suffered a lot because now you've created the infrastructure so if you are careless the enemy would come in much faster that's why you need more forces more presence commanders specially focused on this area and also also a and also a deterrent offensive punch at least the availability of a deterrent offensive punch which is what the reallocation of 14th division at dehradun to this new core means this new core is this new core is not just three holding brigades three defensive brigades it's a lot more once again look at the map of the area this area is very high very himalayan very high in fact most of our borders with china are like that but this area the terrain is very tough also in most areas so see the areas disputes arise or chinese create disputes in areas where terrain may not be that tough to begin with so barahoti plains so barahoti plains is not a very large area the basic pasture is only just about 3.9 square kilometers if you see the area around it it's about 42 square kilometers that's the area that the chinese have been claiming since 1952 since 1952 they made the first claims the people started coming in our people started going in then arguments went on in the 50s both sides exchanged letters those days chawan lai and nehru used to write letters to each other in 1959 7th november 1959 which is actually a turning point a very important point in the history of india china relations chawan lai proposed to nehru that both sides until both sides were able to define their border and demarcate it completely and carefully in a manner that both agreed both sides should pull back 20 kilometers on their sides so 20 kilometers would get, would get demilitarized so none would assert their claims and also armed forces from the two sides will not clash in that area it worked in some areas it did not work in some areas then some impressions were created in some areas but in central sector because there was no trouble this is how it remained and routinely say barahoti plains because it's flat it's flat it's very easily accessible uh, 
from once you, you come through the passes. And if you see the map, from the Chinese side to come in, you have to come past Tunzun La. Now in the Indian Chinese demarcation or the, in the Indian Chinese correspondence, the ownership of Tunzun La was never established. It was never established. It's not as if the Chinese have made a formal claim on it. The fact is that both sides use it now. So the Chinese to come to Barahoti Plains also have to use Tunzun La. So tomorrow, if they say Barahoti Plains are ours, then all the ridges around this and many of the passes around the region also become, also become vulnerable. Again, if you see access to the Chinese to the Indian northern heartland, Barahoti is the closest place, say from Delhi. I am not saying the Chinese could come into Barahoti and storm there and drive up to Delhi. A lot of things can happen between Barahoti and the next 5 kilometers, not forget coming as, as far as Delhi. But geographically, that is the closest point they get, say, to the Indian heartland, to the Indian heartland, nerve center, whatever you call it. Again, there are books written by, I believe there was a book written by an Indian yogi in 1960 that said that there are 10 routes to Kailash Mansarovar. All of them are through what we now call as the central sector, which is the Garhwal and Kumau Himalayas, of which the shortest route is through Barahoti. That route hasn't been used because it was seen to be too difficult. But now there are roads reaching right there. Of course, the route that has been used so far was the route through Lipu Lake and Lipu Lake Limpiudhara. That is where India has now built a very good road. But that is, that is the access point or that is the pilgrimage point which the Chinese have not reopened since the trouble started in Ladakh. That is also the area that Nepal has laid claims to. And remember, this new core, while its main responsibility will be, will be to watch this 540-odd kilometer stretch from the Chinese, it will also be keeping an eye from the Nepalese because the Nepalese not only claim that very sensitive area at the eastern end of this frontier, that is the eastern end as it goes to Nepal, as it meets Nepal. But they have also made it a part of their new maps. It's their old claim, but they've now renewed the claim. They've made it part of their new maps. They've got their parliament endorsed the maps. And in the dynamic India-China situation, you don't know what could turn up, what could happen tomorrow vis-a-vis -vis the Nepalese as well. So this new core in that sense will have its task cut out. It's a complex frontier, it's a long frontier, and in a way it fills a very important gap in our defense of the Himalayan frontiers that we share with the Chinese.